I got one answer here. God doesn't give you something you can't handle. Period. Done. Regardless of what. I host Amen. Saudi's first FM hip hop radio show. I defined the whole country, a very conservative country, to host the show. And guess what? I'm not doing anything wrong. And the show actually still goes on. I'm celebrating my 10th year anniversary next year. Come on. So that's one. My wife is a plus size fashion blogger going against the beauty standards of, you know, you know, um, the world. God decides to give us an autistic kid. I don't, I don't, I think we can do it. And, and again, he doesn't give you something you can't handle. And mm. again, period, I stop at that point. Welcome back to the Lucas Grobot show where we uncover purpose, relentlessly pursue truth and own the future. I'm Lucas Grobot and we are in hour two with the one and only Big Haas. We've been talking for the last hour, uh, 45 wow. minutes or so about hip hop, we've been going really deep into identity. We've been going deep into parenting. Uh, we've at least touched on parenting, but really going deep in the impact that it has that we're secure in our identity so that we're not searching for affirmation from you know people who don't love us. And I think often we're, we're searching for love and um, uh, Big Haas, I'm just so grateful that you are here just you know, honored, bro. Just, I'm having such a good time. Uh, this is one of my favorite podcasts already, and uh, one of my favorite for sure. That I, I really appreciate the time you're taking. Shout out to you and your listeners, man, and your followers. Well, thank um, you, thank you up. so like much. Like and subscribe, that brother, man. Like and subscribe. Share his stuff, man. Let's go. Yes, even <laughs> though it's in English, like and subscribe. <laughs> but but now this leads. You know, I've been uh, burning to ask you this question, this specific okay. question for about six months. About six months ago, mm. you you posted this video on on uh, Instagram, on your stories, and uh, you had Ooh, some music okay. playing in the background, and uh, all of a sudden you started choking up, and I was, I, I was just so taken aback by your emotion. I was so oh. taken back... Um, just by your rawness, the the seeing your heart and passion come out. And I stopped him like, what is this song? So um, I went over, I found the song. I've been listening to it. And man, oh. it is so impactful. I want to play a clip from it right now. And then I want to talk about this song with you and what it means to you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Juana, the book of film. Um, 
Man, how'd you find that clip? Bro, <laughs> six months ago, man. I've been yeah. I've been listening to this um, and it's been so on I'm, my heart. I'm 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 known to to kind of you know let emotions kind of take control sometimes. And sometimes when, when that happens, I'd like to send this reaction to the artist that made me feel that way. It's just pure, pure that. Now with Bukutun, he's one of my favorite friends, of course, one of my best friends, one of the most amazing, incredible artists. That song he wouldn't talk about. Specific, we've talked about all songs mm. except this one. So for me, I think it has something to do with, you know, maybe his upbringing, uh, the way he, you know, it, it discusses mental health in a way. Uh, it discusses being alone. His story, knowing his story will give you kind of some sort of, a, you know, just a kind of aspect to it. He, he's, a, he's a refugee. He's, he's Syrian, was mm. based in Jordan for a while. When this whole thing with Syria went down, he was a refugee in Holland. He actually did an album called Burbur, which is considered an Arabic album rap classic in a room one by one, you know, on his laptop. He recorded it, mixed. He does the production. It's crazy. Wow. So he loves this culture, loves hip hop. Uh, but I think at one point he felt really alone. He felt really alone, like totally alone. And and this is where I felt kind of, I think I felt maybe for him and I felt like I don't want to be in that position. That's where I, I felt, uh, I, I kind of I I teared, I choked up on that because there's a sentence where he says like, you know, it's like, wh where do I go? Where do I go? What mm -hmm. do I do? Somehow, some way like that. Wh wh what do I do? And yeah. I started remembering my son and how, what will happen to him if I leave this earth early, for example, that's my kind of truth. If you want to call it from yeah. the song, yeah, his truth is different. Your truth might be different. Anyone else would be different, but yeah, the whole, and it's such a simple video. It's just really, really kind it's of moving. hitting hard. What's amazing about artists, man, I'm sure you agree when artists kind of leave an open end to, uh, you know, and you can, yeah. you can relate to any sort of things. And that's, what's powerful about the song. And I mean, yeah, so sometimes I find myself going on Instagram and just listening to the song and that would be my reaction. And I send it to them and they'll be like, wow, I've impacted one person. Halas, done. And that's really, really important. And these lyrics, I mean, they're so they're so powerful. Don't forget us. Don't forget them. You know, the the seeds. Don't forget the seeds that were planted inside of you that you're not watering. Yeah. Right. Don't forget wow. the flowers inside of us that we're not watering. And, you know, speaking of, you know, heaviness and this absence, a, a rendezvous Truth. with childhood trauma. Um, yeah. I mean, just such, such words. And it's like, you don't even need to- Heavy know what he's talking about but the music Heavy. the music and the the just man it just hit but my, again i know i know very well and he said listen sorry this one i'm not going to be able to talk about and i respect that because wow. we talk about every single song that he puts out and uh, we kind of do a quick interview put it online for people to know this one he's like i'm going to pass on this too one. close so, to home too close to home yeah and, and i respect that and i think it's very important for us to have yeah. you know that you know yeah and you can feel you can feel that in the music that's coming from it. you know a deep place within within his heart, um, and I just have so much respect for artists who are able Bless to you. Bless you know you. pull something from such a deep place and then communicate it. Right, it's one thing to like Truth. pull out anger and rage, but it's another thing to communicate it so that it touches and resonates with your listener in a way that that really opens up emotions for them as well. So, I mean, this, wow. you know, this has been on my, you, my mind for a while. I'm falling in love with you, man, right now. I'm falling in love with this podcast. Well, Let's go. Good, Because <laughs> from here, you know, three weeks ago, um, maybe it's now a little longer, 
maybe when you turned 40, you said that you had a big wake up call for your health. And you just even said, you know, from this song, what resonates with you is the fact of, you know, what's going to happen when I, when I leave this earth, what's going to happen to my son? How am I, how am I going to take care of him? And, uh, Ahmed, he has his autism and you frequently speak out about autism. But before we get onto autism um, specifically, um, my, my question for you is when, when he was born and in, in your, your process of, um, I'm guessing he's about eight, eight or nine now. Nine. Yeah. Nine. In, in the last nine years has, has the fact that he has autism has that softened you as an individual has that brought more compassion into wow. your heart into your life is because you I, I look at you and from all the interactions that I've had with you from the interactions that that I see um, of you having with other people online I I look and I'm like there's something and I mean this in a good way that that is that you walk in a, in a level of brokenness of humility um, in in my culture, we'd say that you walk with a limp, meaning that you have you walk in a place where you know you've experienced pain and brokenness, um, and you're <sighs> able to love with such great compassion because wow. of that. So, ha- how has wow. your wow. relationship <laughs> with with raising your son? How has that you know softened your heart? Wow. First of all, thank you for that. I mean, that's a very beautiful question. Um, and it, yeah, I, I think it did, man. I'll be very honest with you. I think it did. Uh, for the first three years, we didn't know exactly what was wrong with Ahmed. We thought he's just being Ahmed. He was in a nursery, but he was spending so much time alone. We didn't really know much about autism. I actually didn't know it at all, to be mm. honest with you, at all, zero. Especially in a country like Saudi Arabia, where the awareness is really, really kind of was zero. It's getting better now. But one of the reasons why we moved to the UAE exactly four years and a half ago is because of this. I had to move because, you know, I, he's my hero. So to answer your question, yeah, there's no kind of, you know, I'm not running away from it. I think looking at him and how he is, he actually, the compassion that he gives us is crazy. Like the way we, we see life through him. Mm. I'll, I'll share with you a very personal story that happened just yesterday. Um, I have never shared, I, I'm, I wasn't going to share this one, but so yesterday, uh, so we're in, in the blessed days of Ramadan mm. and um, Ahmed is again, autistic. He doesn't really talk much, but he's starting to talk and understand right now. And all of a sudden, from the beginning of the month, we, we obviously, when the Adan, you know, comes in and we are about to break our fast, we, we have the Adan in, in, in the house, you know, obviously in, in, on the radio. So for the first couple of days, he kind of knew the system. And ever since, خلاص, now this radio station that has the Adan and the Quran is always on. So yesterday, not to make this long, he was about to sleep. And we usually, he doesn't like it to be quiet in the room. So we put some sort of, we put the iPad and we put some kind of, believe me, there's a lot of YouTube videos that have only a fan sound. Believe yeah, me. Yeah, Googled yeah, yeah. My there. kids Just sleep fan with sound that too. For hours, White noise right? for days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he likes to do that. Yesterday, we kind of a bit shocked that he wanted the Quran, mm. just the Quran, just, and he, he kind of specifically pointed, he wants that. And then me and my wife got really super emotional, like, wow. Like, like, you know, like that was, that was amazing to see. And I don't know what he sings, what, what he, what he sees, what he hears, what he understands from it, but it just kind of was healing and soothing to him. Wow. For me, that brings me, um, uh, tranquility, if that's a word, like the, you know, yep. wow, that he's kind of sleeping on on the Quran, which is just beautiful to, to, to see. So again, autism is not a disease, it's a way of life. And it's a, 
a lot of people are different. And subhanAllah, because of the spectrum is so big, yeah. there's no two people that are the same. You know, that's that's what's great about it. So yeah, I love him, man. He's he's my hero. So there's a lot of things that he does every single day, kind of new milestone that shocks us. So um, that was like one of the personal stories that happened yesterday. And you always say, you know, autism is is not a disease. And <laughs> it, it, it almost begs the question, do people talk to you as if it is a disease? Do people talk to you as if he is, you know, less than human? Yes. Yes. I'll say this without hesitation. Yes. Yes. Because first of all, they use the R word, which is a problem now. And the, 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 one of the questions that you should not ask an autism parent is, uh, he doesn't look autistic. Like what does an autistic kid should look like? You know what I mean? Mm. So there is a sense of, I'm not going to say ignorance, but there's yeah awareness. There's less awareness. Like, one of the best kind of interactions that happened with me was when I met somebody here in the UAE and he's actually, he was actually local. He was Emirati. And uh, we were talking about me moving here. I was trying to apply for a job. And then he, I was telling him about my story. And usually when I talk about my son, this is where I get the other person saying, oh, I'm so sorry that he's autistic, right? Like they say that. I'm like, I understand, but autism is not a disease. It's a way of life. I, I can't explain myself. When I said that to this guy, he kind of brushed it off. He didn't say anything. And when I said autism is not a disease, he kind of said, that's why I didn't say I'm sorry. Mm. You know what I mean? He mm. doesn't feel that they're less or whatever. Like it's just, you know, because he was actually brought up in the UK. I say that in a way that is like kind of, kind of hurt me because in the Arab region, again, I'm talking mass. Yeah. Um, there is a sense and understanding that no, you know, autist, even in the word Arabic, I, it means tawahud. Tawahud means kind of lonely in Arabic. And mm-hmm. it feels like, oh, you, you know, like, and, and, and disorder in Arabic means ittirab. So it's the autism disorder. Ittirab means like you're kind of crazy in the head, you know? So it's like, it's a lot of things that are really going against us when it comes to Arabic um, and how you speak about it. But again, it's, peop- it's many people like, you know, that talk about it. Our parents, I'm not a doctor, but believe me, I've had interactions with doctors where we sit on TV and the doctor is saying disease. I'm like, sorry, sir. And I'm, I have no degrees. I just have a son who's eight years old, nine years old. Come on. But autism is not a disease. And we get into it on TV. <laughs> I'm like, We're not, it's not a disease. And we get into it and it's just kind of, uh, I'm talking from a parent perspective, yeah. man. I'm talking from a yeah. human perspective. It's not. And again, you know, um, it, yeah. Just quickly, the other day when I went live with LL Cool J, when he accepted me live <laughs> on his Instagram. Yeah. Stayed seven minutes there, played them some Arabic crap. I said on that live, autism is not a disease. There was two people that had autism. They followed me from that and they said, Come on. Has, when you said to LL Cool J with thousands and millions of people watching that autism is not a disease, we cried. I'm like, Yo. Come on, bro. That's like, Come on. I'm like, Wow. So, Alhamdulillah, man, you know, he's, he's my hero. He, he taught me patience. He's everything I live for, for sure. Um, and shout out to all the autism parents out there. I want to take this opportunity to shout them out on your platform. If you're an autism parent, we see you, we see your struggle. We see how people look at you. We see how sometimes they look at you. They think that your kid is not, is not well behaved because he has a tantrum in the middle of a mall and, and people don't know. So stop judging you guys. Stop judging other people. You don't know what parents are going through. So, um, we see you and shout out to, um, my wife, or Mahmoud, who's doing an Come amazing on. job as always. Come on. Yeah. The wives are really the, one that, the ones that get all the credit. <laughs> People are like, wow, Lucas. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, my wife does everything. So, um, yeah. I can't wait for that podcast, but you and her, inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> inshallah, inshallah. Yeah. Um, I, this is going to be a closing question. 
and this is, I mean, super philosophical. Um, Go. Right now, especially throughout Europe, um, there is a, a lot of talk about eugenics. There's a lot of talk about, you know, not even talk. They're, they do tests on kids while they're still in the womb to see whether they have Down syndrome or autism or, you know, yeah. Asper, you know, you name it. And then, and then from that, they advise the mom, you know, saying, you know, this isn't even a baby. There's now talk of fourth term trimesters, which is after the baby is born, wow. deciding whether you want to keep the child alive. This is really coming out of um, stuff that was, is coming out of Planned Parenthood, but it's coming out of um, progressive thought that's from Nazism that has then morphed into Planned Parenthood, but it's eugenics and it really leads to um, euthanasia and euthanizing the old when, when they have mm. um, dementia and stuff like that from, wow. from a father who has autism. Um, could you um, like, could you imagine your life without your son? And what would you no. say to someone who is, who is in a place um, whether in the future or, or, or even now that is wrestling with this idea of, you know, do I keep my child? Like where, where do they stand on, on issues mm. that are really difficult? Cause I'm, I'm sure it's difficult for you um, and your wife to, to raise Ahmed. I got one answer here. God doesn't give you something you can't handle period done. Regardless of what I host Amen. Saudi's first FM hip hop radio show. I defined the whole country a very conservative country to host the show. And guess what? I'm not doing anything wrong. And the show actually still goes on. I'm celebrating my 10th year anniversary next year. Come on. So that's one. My wife is a plus size fashion blogger going against the beauty standards of, you know, you know, um, the world. God decides to give us an autistic kid. I don't, I don't, I think we can do it. And, and again, he doesn't give you something you can't handle. And mm. again, period, I stop at that point. I don't think, I definitely can't imagine my life uh, without my hero. I can't imagine actually different. Mm. You know, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of times where people, we don't do the, the other parents do. We, 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 we haven't, for example, had a proper date to be very like, you know, yeah. a, a, a personal with you for the past kind of five, six years because our trio Gosh. is our date. Come our on, trio is our family. Like this is, and we got used to that. We can't, we're not okay with, with bringing someone to take care of him or whatever it is. We do everything together. So even with myself, I just turned 40. I, I really, uh, it's not about even investing. We really do things together. We're going to go shop, we go shop together. We go, you know, we're going to shop together. So that doesn't mean that she doesn't have her own time. I don't have my own time. We mm. do that, but it's really rarely that happened because our trio is, is the family. And I think, subhanAllah, like, you know, it doesn't happen without being, you know, um, sorry, as I'm talking like that, he's just jumping with, That's yo, awesome. Ahmed, come here. Come say hi. Ahmed. <laughs> Honor hey, us right hey. here. Say, say Lucas. Lucas. Say hi, Lucas. Hello, Lucas. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, Mashallah. subhanAllah, man. So again, he's, uh, like I said, no way I can, any, I, would, I would answer with that, you know, God doesn't give you something you can't handle. It might be tough, but you you can rise up with that and 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 without getting into the the, the medical terms because again we get a lot of man we get like stop eating feeding your kid you know uh, dairies and stop doing this and it has nothing man I personally don't believe it it's just you, you know you know Questlove from the Roots no you know the no. drummer from uh, Jimmy Fallon no you, you know Jimmy Fallon 
Well, yeah, I know Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Great. How about like I have the show, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. And he has a drummer, the guy with the afro. Right. He's a, one of the best, incredible, legendary drummers. He's autistic. Um, Bill Gates apparently is autistic. So there's a lot of people who have autism. And again, it's a spectrum, you know? So mm. how you deal with it is very important. Animals, dogs and horses, not heal, but like kids with autism really kind of gravitate towards that. Yeah, I mean, kids with or people with autism and Asperger's normally they, they yeah. gravitate to specific subjects, and they, in some ways, they their minds are. I don't. I mean, I'm I'm not a doctor. I'm I don't know half as much as you, but from what I have gleaned, um, yeah, is that they can just focus in on whether it's math or um, yeah engineering, whatever it is, and they're just like hyper activated in that specific area. Oh, 100%. And not just to take much of your time. The thing is, it, not every autistic kid is smart. This is not Rain Man, right? Like, mm. not, let, let's not say, oh, he's autistic or he's smart. Nah, that's not, you know, like it's just, it, it, he's him or her. That's it. The most important thing, if you're listening to this and you have someone that with autism that you know, give them love. Mm. Give them love at an early age. Act on it. Don't say he's going to speak and don't act on it. Act on it. Just mm. act on it and know and, and, and do the research. But again, it goes back to fall to love, love your child, be there for your kids, spend time with them, get off the phone a little bit Come on. and spend time with them, you know? So yeah, and that's physical touches. I mean, physical touch yeah. is huge for, oh, yeah. for kids with autism, right? Oh, big time, big time. Agree. You know, like it's crazy when he hugs us. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's just crazy. And now he's starting to talk. And sometimes when he just says the word like, Baba, I go like meltdown because I haven't heard that word in the first first kind of five, six years. Wow. It took six years for him to say that. So that's what I'm saying for for parents, you know, who, who might have like, you know, kids that they heard maybe in the first kind of year or so or whatever. So for us, it took us six years to hear mama or baba or something like Gosh. that, you know. So, but again, you know, it's beautiful. I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change one second of it. Uh, I remember the day he was born, um, you know, that... Yeah, beautiful. The most amazing, incredible thing. Like I'm a big guy, man. I was like sobbing, like, wow, what is the what is this? Yes. Just yes. incredible, man. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on, dads. Yeah. Dads yeah. everywhere. Man, that's shout out to dads everywhere. Shout Please. out to dads everywhere. Um I don't want to take too much of your time either. I guess the one question that I've been having is when when you and your wife found out was there some sort of existential crisis? Was there some sort of like, you know, why? Like, was there something that, was there some sort of questioning that you had to come to this moment of peace and resolve of being like, well, you know, mm. even though like it's my son, it's my, my child. Yeah. Funny enough that you say that we talked about this two weeks ago and we kind of looked at each other and the answer was no. Come on. The answer was not shocked. We were like, we were thinking how we're going to tell our parents. Mm. Because both me and her, we're kind of the eldest in the family. And this is the first grandchild in the family. And, you know, people don't, wouldn't understand what autism is. So we kind of break it down. And actually, no, thinking about it even again right now, there was no shock. And there was not even sadness. They were like, okay, what are we going to do about it? Mm. I swear to God, I'm not telling you, this is exactly what happened. Again, levels of autism, it varies. You know, if, if God gave us a kid where, where, the, where the level of autism is on the high end, I don't know, maybe we'll be acting different. I can't tell really. But again, with Ahmed, it's on the mild, a little bit it, between the medium high, you know? So it's like a, it, it, it's, 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 it's in the middle, you know? It's not, 
and and so yeah, when we first heard and knew about it from from the therapist that we got, uh, and she came in and she gave the diagnosis, you know, it was just okay, great. Um, he's healthy. Most important thing. Yeah. What are we gonna do about it? How are we gonna tell our families right now? And what is autism? Started explaining to them and breaking it down. The family, some of them took it well, but some of them didn't understand what we're talking about. Like the, you well, know, they I don't know what else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Especially yeah. when, when, uh, you know, the, the words in Arabic, um, yeah. aren't Means too, lonely. uh, they're pretty loaded. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty loaded terms. Pretty loaded. Yeah. Um, but man, I, I just think from, you know, beginning to end of, of your story and just everything that we hit on, it just seems so much, it, it goes back to this, this thing of identity. Um, mm. and you know, we, we didn't hit on this a lot. You hit it on it a little bit in the beginning, just kind of like your purpose of, you know, lifting up other, other artists, but that, that came out of a place of, um, identity, which really comes out of parenting. And, uh, I just see mm. that, that modeling, like wow. I said, from, from the beginning of, you know, even the first time that we met and seeing how you interacted with everybody, how you, um, you know, lifted up the lowly. I remember you, you at the the forum, you, you went back to the back of the room and like gave a shout out to, you know, a guy back there and said, everyone follow his stuff. He's writing a book, um, <laughs> you know, and, and your interactions <laughs> with me. Um, of course. I love, I love interactions stuff, with and Keep doing what you're doing, bro. You, it's, not, your son it's not easy. And, I, you, you do it in a great way. I really love it. Um, keep doing it, man. And again, we're, we're human first before we become Muslim. We're human first before we become Christian, Saudi, American. Think about human. I know it sounds very cliche sometimes, but think humanity. You know, it's very, very important. How are you going to, there's an old Bedouin saying that I always say, a human being with no impact has no life, has no mm. choice. So think about that. And I think it's a duty. If you have the platform to impact. Absolutely. It is a duty. It is our responsibility. And uh, Big Haas, we can find you, of course, on the radio and on Instagram at at underscore Big Haas and the re-volt. Is it dot com or dot org? Dot com? Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Revoltradio.blogspot.com. That's my blog. Yeah. Great. And also, I mean, all of the stuff is going to be in the show notes, of course, including his podcast, the Buckle Up podcast, which is so cool. Man, your podcast is awesome. I love it. Bless you, my brother. And uh, thank you so much for your time. And I need to have you on it one day, man. You let's, know what? Let's, let's ride do together it. sometime. Let's yeah. do it. And <laughs> my uh, turn to flip the questions. <laughs> yes. And I'm excited for you because you actually have uh, an interview in about an hour. Is that right? Hour and a half? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're doing a quick chat with uh, Bukulthum. And uh, man, I just posted about this today and I got 150 questions, bro, from wow. his fans. Like, this 150. And wow. Keep going. I don't, I'm not gonna. I'm not sure. I'm gonna interview him myself, but yeah, man. Come I on. also want to take this opportunity, real quickly, Lucas. If you yes, are, if, you, if you don't mind, please. to announce to you, and that's the first time I'm saying it. It was just announced right now, just an hour ago, um, that I'm gonna be interviewing um, Charlie Sloth. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Charlie Sloth, but he is a radio legend, and he's somebody who did Fire in the Booth, um, uh, BBC Radio One Extra. He's someone who is really knowledgeable about the game. He, uh, he's a legend in radio. For me, this is a milestone. I'm going to do this interview under Nomad platform and it's going to be Big Haas and Charlie Sloth for an hour. The first 30 minutes, we'll be getting to know him. And, and the second 30 minutes, he's going to be listening to tracks from the region. Come on. We listen to Arabic rap. This guy right now works in Apple Music, of course, and he took his brand, which is called Fire in the Booth, 
which is an amazing freestyle kind of kind of content. Drake was there, Migos were there, all the UK rappers were there, just amazing. And he's one of the biggest radio heads right now in the world. And he's going to be listening to some Arabic rap. So I cannot wait. June 3rd, it's happening. Follow me for more details. June 3rd. Follow him for more details. And uh, of course, that will all be in the show notes. June 3rd. Big Haas. Man, let's go. Thank you so much for being here. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Peace. Peace. That is all for the conversation with Big Haas, but stick around and you and I are going to take the next 10 minutes or so to digest this amazing conversation with Big Haas. And there's a few points that I want to pull out of this that I think um, that I'm you know, even currently processing and was processing as I was having the conversation with Big Haas. First is, um, man, the vulnerability, the openness um, of this man, it just it blessed me so much. I, I was so grateful for it. Um, just to have such an open conversation where where he's sharing stories that are, you know, are close, near and dear to his heart. Um, they're not just, you know, his favorite song and, you know, how he learned how to spit bars, but they're, you know, things that were vulnerable. And there there's a saying that goes, you can have pain and not love, but you can't love and not have pain. And the, it's the process of loving that opens us up to the possibility and the, the eventuality of being hurt and being wounded. But it is through that vulnerability and saying, you know what, I'm going to open myself up and allow you to hurt me and not self-preserve, to allow you to step on my rights and not demand justice but to lay down my life for you and serve you and love you and be vulnerable to you, that is such a, a powerful place. And I think is, it was exemplified in multiple different areas of this conversation, starting with just how so many people, so many people look up to him as a role model, model as a mentor, as someone who, who put them on, who gave them a platform, who gave them a start from whether big or small, people are looking to him. And that to me, you know, that is a sign of success. And as we said in the podcast, as we said in the, the episode, you know, success is not what we should be pursuing, but it's virtue. And and I think it is virtuous that we do not seek our own gain, that we're not seeking selfish gain, but we're laying down our lives for our friends and for our enemies, laying down our lives for people who are against us, for people who who aren't on our side. And you know what? There's probably... You know, we didn't get into it in the conversation, but I know for a fact from from reading his stories that there are people who they get angry that he doesn't get back to them right away, but he still decides to serve people. He still decides to serve that young hip hop crowd, and that all comes from that that identity that he received from his father. And you know, a point that that Bikas made was the dinner table. How, how have we lost the dinner table in our lives? And that is a, the point of, of connection as a family, is the point of transmuting values, transmuting um, cultural, culture and ideas to our children. Even today, I was sitting down to dinner with my boys and my wife, and the conversation came up about, well, why, this actually started like this, it was, why don't we eat humans? I'm like, oh my goodness. But then it turned into, okay, well, 
How are animals different than humans? Well, we have this, we have God breathed into us to create us versus just saying, you know, let there be dog, let there be cow. Now, and that led us to the conversation about evolution. Is evolution true? And uh, uh, obviously, it is a mathematical impossibility. Evolution is mathematically impossible. And if you believe in evolution right now, you probably are shocked that you're hearing this on this podcast. But over the next few weeks, we have some incredible PhDs lined up on the show where we're going to be talking about just this. We're going to be talking about evolution and how it's physically impossible. We're going to be talking about the material world and the spiritual world and how we are not just a clump of cells. Um, so stay tuned for that. That's a little plug for some episodes that are coming up. Stay tuned. They're going to be incredible. But so our identity. And from that, there was an early point in the conversation where we began to talk about truth versus experience. And oftentimes people, you know, will say, well, this is just my truth or I'm living out my truth. And we need to be very careful about our words. We need to be careful about our verbiage. Um, when we use loose language, that loose language then begins to evolve. And so when we say, well, this is just my truth, then we say, well, you have your truth. I have my truth. You know, Ahmed over there has his truth. And now truth has become relative. If truth is relative, we have nothing to ground our life on and everything that we think has meaning and purpose slips away because we have lost the fact that truth is an objective reality that exists outside of you and I. So when someone comes to me and they say, well, you know, but this is my reality, this is my truth, I can say, well, that might be your experience, but it does not mean that you have experienced the truth. And I brought up, you know, the story of every Disney princess or Pixar princess um, where where there is a princess who has been stolen away by the Wicked Witch and she has been lied to in some way, shape or form to say, hey, look. These people out here, the outside world is not safe. You are not a princess. You are you need to stay in this tower to be safe. I use the example of Tangled, I believe, where she's taken away by the Wicked Witch. She's put in a tree, locked in a tower. It says, people want to steal your hair. People want to take advantage of you. When really she was locked in a tower being taken advantage of, but she believed lies and her experience would tell her that that is the true reality. But it was not truth for her. When she got out of that castle, she came and she found out, wait, I have a loving mom and dad. I have a, I have a loving mom and dad who care for me and love me. And I am royalty. I have a place at my table. I'm not an orphan. I'm not alone. This old witch who has been keeping me locked in a tower that is not truth. And so many of us are living in our experiences and saying this is truth and justifying our anger, our envy, our rage, justifying like a locksmith was, was singing about of, I just want to be famous. I'm going to do all these things to get the likes, to get the views, because I'm trying to fill this hole. And who are you to tell me not to get this? Because you know what? I want to make myself happy. And making ourselves happy is the fastest way into depression. It is a, a slippery slope into depression from there. From a couple other things that we hit on, there's two more things. One, humility. Man, Big Hoss, 
ups to you. You walk in in such humility. And it's not self-deprecating. It's not saying, woe is me. It's knowing who you are, knowing your identity, knowing where you stand, and then being secure enough to be like, man, it's not about putting myself on a platform. It's not about, you know, taking care of number one. It's about how can I make an impact? You know, this, this, this message that we played at the beginning of episode one, it, it, you, you saw how it, how it touched him. And that is why he does it. Knowing that he's actually touching people's lives. He's actually involved in people's lives. He's not just, you know, someone that gets liked as you scroll through, but he's interacting. And, and as he shared, like that's where value comes from for him. That's where, where responsibility and duty, and that's the last point, duty. And, and Big Haas brought it up multiple times. He's like, if you have a platform, you have duty. And I have news for you. It doesn't matter whether you have a platform as a rapper, hip hop artist, artist, you name it. Or if you are a simple mom and dad, you have duty. You have a responsibility. You have a responsibility. And this is what we talk about here on the show. This is what we talk about, how to own the future. What, what are we going to do? How do we own the future? It's by looking darkness and benevolence, wickedness, evilness across the globe, across our spheres, across our life, looking it in the face and saying, I see that darkness and I'm going to willfully stand up and take responsibility and take that darkness on. I'm going to go into the belly of the beast willfully for someone else, not just for myself, but for someone else. So my children don't have to go into that belly. So my great-grandchildren can have a better and a different life. And we stand up and we take responsibility for ourselves and then for the world around us. And as we steward the little that we're given, as we steward what we have, we'll be given more and we'll be able to steward a little bit more and a little bit more. And you can see that with Big Haas. Why is Big Haas where he is today? Because he steward ones and twos. He stewarded the relationships that are in front of him and he didn't stop doing it. And he doesn't stop doing it because that is, that is his metric. He's not trying to just reach the top, but he's trying to love people. He's trying to touch and impact lives. And I have so much um, admiration and respect for that. And you can do that too. You don't need to be a radio host. You don't need to be a podcast host. You don't need to have any sort of platform to do that. Start with your kids. Start with your brothers and your sisters, with your friends. But the inverse is also true. How do we lose our future? How do we squander our destiny? It is by not taking responsibility for the ones and twos. It's by abdicating our responsibility for ourselves and saying it's someone else's fault, saying I'm a victim. I'm a victim. Someone else did this to me. Someone else put this in this, I'm in this position. I'm not powerful. The government, this, my mom, this, my dad, this, you know, my rival, this, he got the, the, the job, not me, but you are not a victim. And if we squander the responsibility in front of us, if we do not take care of our sphere and then those immediately around us in our household, whether it's you know, whether it's our our kids, our spouse, or our relationships. If we don't steward those, we will never be given more. In fact, what we have will be taken away from us. So today, let us become people 
who steward our futures through taking responsibility, who are, who are tenacious about uncovering truth and not saying, you know, this is my experience, but saying, okay, even though this is my experience, what is truth? What is true in the world? And then finally, that purpose bit, man, that identity. Why are you here? Why were you created? Why are you placed here? You have meaning, you have purpose, and I can't tell you what that is, but we can certainly go on a journey together to find that out. I'm just, I'm just so grateful that you choose to spend this time here with me. Always, it is such a pleasure. Please, if you enjoy this content, if you enjoy this podcast, it would mean so much for me if you subscribe to it and if you tell your friends. That's right, text your friends, send them a message, forward this on to them. And, and finally, please, my book, Anchor the Discipline to Stop Drifting, is out everywhere where books are sold. It is a fantastic book, short 100-page read to help focus and discipline your life in simple ways so that you can reach your goals and stop just chasing busyness because we're not after busyness, we're after fruitful lives that are filled with virtue, not just success. So that's all for today. This is the Lucas Scrobot Show. I'm Lucas Scrobot. Go out and own the future. <laughs>